Hey, what's up? This is Nikki D with Medium Plus. And I thought of an idea here of let's dig into a specific topic. And I would just read from some source material. Uh, I'm currently studying for the Master Sommelier exam in 2019. And I wanted to learn about Hungary a bit. So I thought, okay, let's just read from source material. And I find that reading out loud helps me to internalize certain information quite nicely. So I'm going to read from a few different sources, starting from some short sources and then getting into longer ones. So the sources I'm going to reference include Wikipedia, Wine Searcher, Guildsom, and the Oxford Companion of Wine. And the Oxford definitely has the deepest amount of information. So, uh, and maybe I'll reference the atlas as well. I'm going to just grab that. I'm here at home. I've got my book collection handy. Um, so I will reference the Jancis Robinson World Atlas also. And I think it's very important to reference multiple sources of information um, because each is going to have its own take on things. And when you see certain information repeat, it can then be like, okay, that's important. And if something doesn't get mentioned, well, maybe that's not as important. And before we dig into those resources, I'm just going to pull up the compendium here on Guildsom and just look at how many different regions there are in Hungary. So the three major regions, and you'll have to bear with my pronunciation, but uh, Isag Mayarosag is North Hungary, Duna is the Great Plain, and Dunatul is Transdanubia. Those are the three big regions. The first one, North Hungary, has arguably the most famous um, appellation, it's Tokai, as well as Matra, Eger, Debroy, Harshlevelu, and Buk. Then Dunatul, which is um, going to contain a bunch, uh, including Vilani, Sexard, um, Balaton, Baraskoni. But there's about, it looks like 20 different appellations there. And then in Duna, there's another five, including Kunsag and Duna, PDO. So, uh, you know, roughly we're looking at 30 different appellations in Hungary. It's important to focus on what are potentially the most important in terms of our studies. So I'm going to begin here. And I'm just going to read through all this um, from top to bottom. So here we go. This is wikipedia.org uh, Hungarian wine entry. Hungarian wine has a history dating back to the Kingdom of Hungary. Outside Hungary, the best known wines are the white dessert wine Tokaj Asu, particularly in the Czech Republic, Poland, and Slovakia, and the red wine Bull's Blug of Eger, Egri Bikaver. Etymology. Only three European languages have words for wine that are not derived from Latin. Greek, Basque, and Hungarian. The Hungarian word for wine, bor, is ultimately of Middle Persian origin. The Romans brought uh, history. The Romans brought vines to Pannonia, and by the 5th century AD, there are records of extensive vineyards in what is now Hungary. The Hungarians brought their winemaking knowledge from the east. 
according to Ibn Rusta, the Hungarian tribes were familiar with winemaking long before the Hungarian conquest of the Carpathian Basin. Over the following centuries, new grape varieties were brought in from Italy and France. Most of the production was of white wine in that period. During the Ottoman occupation of Hungary, an ancient variety of grapes was used to make the robust red wine blend later known as Bikever, bull's blood. After a supposed secret ingredient in the wine that fortified the defenders of Eger in 1552. It was also during the Turkish occupation that the Tokai region became known for dessert wines, harvested late to encourage noble rot. Tokai Asu mentioned in a document of 1571, and it was famously christened by Louis X1V the 14th of France, 1638 to 1715, Vinum Regem, Rex Vinorum, Wine of Kings, King of Wines. After the Ottoman Empire ceded Hungary to the Austrians in 1699, the Germanic influence was felt uh, with the introduction of grape varieties such as Blauer Portugieser. That influence also showed in the start of 1730 of the world's first vineyard classification of Tokai, based on soil, aspect, and propensity to noble rot. From 1882, the phylloxera epidemic hit Hungary hard, with the traditional field blends of Eger and many grapes of Tokai being replaced with monocultures, often Blaufrankisch, Kekfrankosch, and the Bordeaux varieties in red wine districts, and of Old Ferment, Muscat, Arhant, Schlevelu in Tokai. The 20th century saw the introduction of modern grapes such as Zweigelt, which were easier to grow and to vinify than Kodarka. Under communism, quality was neglected in favor of overcropping, pasteurization, and industrial production. Since 1989, there has been a renewed interest in the traditional varieties in a lot of new investment, particularly in Tokai Hegoya. Wine regions and styles. The official list of wine regions is defined by a ministerial decree. The current list includes 22 regions, which are usually grouped into five, seven larger regions, five to seven larger regions. Balaton with subregions. Barasconi, volcanic soils, full-bodied whites with considerable acidity. One of the few sources of Keknyayu grapes. Balatan Boglar, full-bodied whites and reds with moderate acidity. Balaton Felviak, volcanic soils, full-bodied whites with considerable acidity. Balaton Fured Sopak, Terra Rosa soils, full-bodied whites with considerable acidity. Nagi Shomlo, or Shomlo. Volcanic soil, full-bodied whites with high acidity. Main varieties are Olas Riesling, Harshlevelu, and Furmint. Zala, mainly white wines. The main variety of the region is Olas Riesling, referring to Balaton. Duna with subregions. Eger with subregions. Essac Dunatul with subregions. Panon with subregions. Sopron with subregions. So they list um, basically all of the PDOs with soils, which I'm not going to read that, um, but I'm going to dig into the next section here, Tokai. And here we go. Hungary's most famous wine region lies in the foothills of the Zemplain Mountains of the far north of the country. In fact, the traditional area crosses into the southeast corner of modern Slovakia. The area is notable for its long, worn autumns and mists that come in from the river Bodrog, creating perfect conditions for noble rot. This can contribute toward creating the botrytized Asu grapes, 
which the region is famous. These are individually picked as late as mid-November into buckets, putonyosh, and crushed into a paste. Veering amounts of this asu paste are then added to non-asu must or wine made from a mix of ferment, arshlevalu, muscat blanca petit gran, shulu, or zeta, grapes and left to ferment. The resulting wine is then aged in relatively small barrels in a labyrinth of cellars and the soft volcanic tuff on whose walls thick blankets of fungus regulate the humidity. Given that asu conditions only happen in perhaps three vintages per decade, a lot of dry ferment is also produced. Other grapes grown in the area include Harshlevelu, Muscat Blanc, Covershulu, and Zeta. For centuries, the main product of the area was sweet wine, mainly the botrytized selections. The dry ferment got into the attention of wine connoisseurs and experts of the world when the Oragia 2000 single vineyard selection had been introduced by Istvan Sepsi. The wine greatly expressed great minerality, complexity, and structure, which has been experienced only in the finest white wines of historic regions like Burgundy or the Mosul before. The aging potential was almost also promising. In 2003, more producers of Mad Village produced single vineyard selected dry ferment wines with great success. Mad Village, with its almost 1,200 hectares, had the opportunity to produce high-quality dry ferment wine in significant quality quantity as a commune-level wine, which can express the unique volcanic terroir of the region. This wine is named after its appellation Mad and produced by Isvan Sepsi Jr. in the St. Tamas winery. Several Hungarian grape varieties. Several varieties of grape are known to have originated in Hungary, including Ezerzsú, Harslevelu, Irsai, Oliver, uh, Ceresi Fuseres, Kyria Lenkia Zenit. Other varieties of grape that may have not originated in Hungary include Ferment, Eufark, Keknyelu, and that's the article there. There is a link that goes over to some of these wine regions in detail. Uh, basically, every PDO region has its own Wikipedia entry. For now, we're going to move on and focus on these overview articles. So now we're hopping over to Wine Searcher, and this is a little bit in brief um, compared. So here we go, Hungarian wine. Hungary in Central Europe has gained its reputation in the wine world through just a couple of wine styles, but for centuries it has been a wine-producing nation of considerable diversity. In addition to the sweet wines of Tokai, and deep bull's blood of Agar, the Hungarian wine portfolio includes dry whites from the shores of Lake Balatom, Shomlo, and Nesmele, and finer reds from various regions, notably Vilani, Sopron, and Sexard. Hungarian wine culture stretches back to Roman times and has survived numerous political, religious, and economic challenges, including Islamic rule during the 16th century when alcohol was prohibited and the phylloxera epidemic of the late 1800s. The modern Hungarian wines, wine regions are distributed around the country. Sopron in the northwest is separated from Tokai in the northeast by 370 kilometers and from Hajos Baja in the south by about two-thirds of that distance. Between these key areas lie the country's 22 official wine regions, each of which have their own particular blend of culture, history, terroir, and wine style. 
The quantity-driven vineyards of the Southern Plains, for example, are quite distinct from the lakeside vineyards of the West and the foothills of the Northeast. The eastern side of Hungary is wrapped by the Carpathian Mountains, which have a considerable impact on the local climate, protecting the land from the cold winds that would otherwise blow across from Poland and western Ukraine. The generally continental climate is also moderated by lakes Balaton and Neusiedl, allowing for a longer, more temperate growing season. The most important wine grapes currently grown in Hungary's vineyards are a mixture of traditional regional varieties, and the international varieties of French origin, which are better known and more easily marketed. The traditional Hungarian white wine varieties include Formint and Harshlevelu, the white grapes used in Tokai, Olas Riesling, Leanka, and Keknyalu Kekfra. <laughs> These have been joined lately by a raft of new crossings, such as Israi Oliver, Ceresi, Fusres, Zephyr, and Zenit, a number of which have been created locally by Hungarian ampelographers. Their red counterparts are Kodarka, Blaufrankish, known here as both Nagi Burgundy and Kekfrankosh, Zweigelt and Blauer Portugieser, formerly known as Kekoporto, and also Sirfanli, Zirfanler, which originates from across the border in Austria. I'm just going to hop back here because I decided to read through the wine regions in detail. We did go through Balaton earlier. Here's Duna with subregions. Songrad, Hajos Baja, Kunsag, mainly fresh and light white, uh, light wines from lots of varieties. All right. Here's Eger with subregions. Buk, mainly white wines. Eger, fresh whites from Lenkia and Karalienkia. Full-bodied whites, mainly from Olas Riesling or Chardonnay, home of the Egri Bikaver, Bull's Blood of Eger, an elegant red blend, mainly based on Tic Francoche, Good Pinot Noirs, Matra, elegant and full-bodied whites grown on volcanic soil. Main varieties are Müller Turgau, Olas Riesling, and Chardonnay. Here's Essac du Natoul with subregions Nesmele, fresh and aromatic whites, Etiak Buda. Fresh white wines with considerable acidity. Mor, volcanic soil, full body whites. Main variety, Ezerju. Pannonhalma, full bodied whites. Sopron, elegant reds, mainly cake francoche. Here's Pannon with subregions. Pesh, mainly white wines, traditional variety. Sirfanli, which is Sirfanler of Austria. Sexard, full-bodied reds with a bit of spice, famous wine, Sexardi Bicaver. Main varieties, Kodorka, Kekfrankosh, Cabernet Franc, Merlot. Tolna, Villani, robust, full-bodied, spicy reds. Main varieties, Blar Portugueser, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, and occasionally Pinot Noir. Sopron with subregions, Sopron. So we do see that uh, Kekfrankosh is the same as Blau Frankish. Notice that both of those names have Frank in the middle, uh, Kek Frankosh and Blau Frankish. That helps me to remember it because Kek Frankosh and Kodarka I mix up sometimes. So the three names for Blau Frankish are Blau Frankish in Austria, Kek Frankosh in uh, Austria, and then uh, what is the other one? Keck Frankosch and Lemberger. Thank you. Lemberger is what we would see in Germany. Kodarka 
It is also known as Gamza in Bulgaria. All right, let's hop over now to Gildsom, and I'll read a little bit about Hungary. In the northeastern quarter of Hungary, at the confluence of the Tisza and Bodrog rivers, producer of the Tokai region, formerly Tokai Hegoya, or the Tokai foothills, have long been crafting some of Europe's most exemplary and long-lived dessert wines. The region was one of the first in modern Europe to undergo a vineyard classification. In 1700, the Transylvanian Prince Rakosi delimited 28 villages in the region, inaugurating a golden age for the wine that would last through the next two centuries. Some sources alternatively date Tokai's classification to 1730, with a final legal recognition in 1722. Definitive evidence of the 1700 classification remains elusive. Asu grapes are a fundamental component of the best Tokai wines. Although the term originally signified desiccated grapes, it has evolved to indicate grapes of high sugar levels afflicted by Botrytis chinerea, the noble rot. Asu appears in works published as early as 1571, and Sepsi Laxo Mate definitively produced Botrytis affected Asu wines by the mid 17th century. Thus, the Asu wines of Tokai predated the Botrytis wines of botrytized wines of Germany, and notably Sauterne as well. Legend attributes the mid-16th century declaration, these wines are fit for a pope, either to Ju uh, Pope Julius III or Pope Pius IV, and King Louis XIV of France praised Tokai as another wine of kings and king of wines. And we uh, do see that with um, some wines in, this is me again, uh, wines of Bordeaux, um, a lot of folks like to have wines drinking kings, or kings drinking wines. So, okay, um, and that was during the Louis XIV's 14th, uh, 17th century reign. Catherine the Great of Russia enjoyed Tokai so emphatically that she left a permanent detachment of her Cossack guard in Tokai to guard royal shipments, whereas the 19th century Queen Victoria of England received an annual birthday gift of a dozen bottles courtesy of the Austro-Hungarian Emperor. Unfortunately, the Iron Curtain closed the door on quality Tokai in the 20th century, but the region rebounded quickly after the fall of communism with an immense amount of foreign interest and investors eager to see their beloved Tokai restored to its former glory. Estates such as the Royal Tokai Wine Company, Vegas Sicilia's Tokai Oremus, Dijnoko, and Kural Yudvar are leading the way. Tokai is both the name of the overall region and the commune at the convergence of the two rivers. Tokai, with the I on the end, is an adjectival form used to indicate the wine. The Tokai region, sheltered by the Carpathian Mountains, enjoys a warm continental climate with long, humid autumns, perfect encouragement for botrytis. Soils are predominantly volcanic lusts and clay, and many of the better vineyards occupy south-facing slopes. Rakosi's original classification, which divided the vineyards of Tokai and its neighboring villages into first, second, and third growths, remains relevant today through the efforts of the Tokai Renaissance, a producer's association devoted to the protection of the concept. 74 vineyards are recognized as first growths. Svarvis and Mezis Mali, near the communes of Tokai and Tarkal, respectively, share the superlative designation of great first growths. The two principal grapes of the region are Formint and Harshlevelu. 
Sarga Muscatali, which is Muscat Blanca Petit Gran, Zeta, Oremus, Kabar, and Kovashulu are authorized but generally used in small quantities. Formant is key to the production of Tokai Asu and is particularly susceptible to botrytis in high in acidity. Traditionally, the Asu grapes are handpicked individually and gathered in containers called Prutoni. Prutonios is an adjective rather than the plural form, which hold roughly 25 kilograms. As in Sauterne, yields are minuscule. A tiny fraction of syrupy free run juice is allowed to settle out of the Asu must. This will be vinified separately as Essentia. The Asu is then trampled into a paste or dough and a number of putoni containing asu paste is mixed in gonki barrels of must or base wine from na asu grapes. The number of putoni added to a gonk, a Hungarian cask of approximately 136 liters, determines the final sweetness of the Tokai asu wine, and Tokai asu labeled with 3 to 6 putonios to indicate sweetness, until Major Revages eliminated these categories in time for the 2013 harvest. Modern Tokai Asu is simply labeled Asu. It ages for three years prior to release with a minimum 18 months in barrel and must contain at least 120 grams per liter of residual sugar and achieve an actual alcohol content of at least 9%. Meanwhile, the sugar-rich Essentia, the preferred Tokai of the czars, ferments at a glacial pace, sometimes taking decades to reach four to 6% alcohol. Richer than honey, the wine retains at least 450 grams per liter residual sugar. Essentia or Natura Essentia is rarely available commercially and is everlasting nectar unique in the entire world of wine. So I'm going to jump in real quick and clarify a little bit about Essentia. So Essentia is a style uh, that's 100% free-run juice from botrytized grapes. They, the winemakers will pile on all the must in a vat with little holes at the bottom that are good for drainage and any free run will be collected and placed into a glass demijohn it's like a carboy for those who know beer it's a big glass jar and what will happen is there is a small amount of water remaining in that juice not a whole lot and the jar is going to be sealed at the top with a kind of breather bung and there might be some evaporation of water that comes out of that solution and then might recondense on the surface. The sugar level of that must from Essentia is so high that yeast cannot survive in it. But when it's diluted just a little bit at the surface from that evaporative condensation, then that might dilute just the surface enough so that it creates an environment suitable for fermentation. Uh, but this process is so finicky and uh, limited that the total volume of liquid is only going to ferment to, as mentioned, four, 2 to 5% alcohol. There was a former category called Asu Essentia, which was above 6 Putonios in level that was basically equivalent to seven putonios. They got rid of that for the 2013 vintage. In looking at the producers of Essentia that are commercially available, I was able to find 12. So 
most of them have different spellings. There's three different spellings of Essencia. E-S-S-E-N-C-I-A, E-S-Z-E-N-C-I-A, and E-S-S-Z-E-N-C-I-A. Arguably, the, the most commercial of them is Royal Tokai, and I'm guessing that their spelling with E-S-S-E-N-C-I-A is easier for the international market to pronounce. Oremus does it E-S-Z, and Carol Yudvar does E-S-S-Z. So I think those are a little bit more tricky because most Western like English speakers uh, may not know the Essencia is the S-Z together is just an S sound. Producers that I found that make Essencia include Royal Tokai, Oremus, Kirill Yudvar, Pajos, Dijnoko, Patricius, Duresla, Hetsulu, Sepsi, Uri Borok, Ma, uh, Majoros, and Doroji Testverek. I then went through and did a cross-reference of what vintages were produced by which producers. And the vintage with the very most um, years produced was 2000. So that was eight out of those 12 produced a uh, Tokai Essencia. And then 1993, six out of the 12 made Essencia. And then the other one that was important, 1999, six out of 12 made Essencia. And then a few others where it was three out of 12, uh, 2003, 2006, 2007. And then some producers made it in 01, 02, excuse me, 01, 05, and 08. And then just a, one producer each made 1947, 75, 95, 96, 02, and 2012. So overall, I like to look at patterns in the numbers. And if I'm going to memorize a few vintages, I definitely am going to look at 1993, 99, 2000, and then it's helpful to have like a string of continuous vintages. So 05, 06, 07, 08 is a nice string of vintages of which I would say 07 is rated the top. And top producers um, kind of by um, frequency of how often they appear Put Royal Tokai at the top, then Oremish, Kirill Yudvar, Pajos, and Dijnoko would be the top five. Okay, let's jump back over to Guild Psalm Compendium, or this is the study guide. Okay, several styles of Tokai beyond As Tokai Asu exist. Tokai Samarodni, as it comes, is produced from a mixture of Asu and non-Asu grapes and is often oxidative in style as it is matured in cask for a minimum of two years, sometimes under a film forming yeast similar to flor. Samarodni wines may be eres, sweet, or saras, dry. Forditas and masalas, maslas wines are the product of re-fermenting wine with the pressed paste or spent leaves, respectively. So forditas would be re-fermenting the wine with pressed paste, Maslas would be re-fermenting the wine with spent lees of Tokayasu. Tokai wines may also be produced as late harvest wines in a wide range of styles without the extended aging of Tokayasu, 
or as dry varietal wines made from non-Ossu grapes. The Tallington Hungarian winemaker Istvan Sepsi, a key figure in the establishment of Hugh Johnson's Royal Tokai Company and Kiral Yudvar, is a founding member of the Circle of Mad, a small contingent of producers committed to elevating the stature of dry wines in the region. Tokai, like Jerez and Champagne, has successfully faced a challenge over the provenance of its name, and as of 2007, all other countries in the European Union are prohibited from using the term Tokai or its derivatives, Tokai, Tokai, on labels. So Tokai, T-O-K-A-Y, we see that in Alsace, T-O-C-A-I, perhaps uh, Friolano. So on labels, regardless of any actual similarity to the wine. Alsatian producers lost the right to produce Pinot Gris as Tokai d'Alsace, and Italian producers rechristened Tokai Friolano as simply Friolano. While Tokai is certainly Hungary's most, uh, Hungary's most famous product of the vine, wine is produced throughout the country. In 2000, two decades after the fall of communism, 22 total wine appellations were identified in Hungary. With the EU's recent reforms, this number of regions qualifying for PDO status has increased to 30, with five additional PGI areas. These are divided among three major geographic zones of production, North Hungary, the western region of Transdanubia, and the southern Great Plain. North Hungary includes Tokai and Agar, a region famous for Egri Bikaver, the bull's blood of Agar, historically dominated by the Kodarka, an indigenous low tannin, low bodied, and not particularly sanguine grape. Modern Egri Bikaver is a red, is a blend of at least four varieties, incorporating Kekfrankosh, which is Blau Frankish and other Hungarian and international grapes. Only Egerd and Sexard in Transdanubia are permitted to use the term Bikever on labels. In Sexard, Bikever requires only three varieties. So that's Eger is four, Sexard is three, both are Bikever, bull's blood. Other regions in Transdanubia include Barasconi and Balaton Fured Sopak on the shores of Lake Balaton, one of Europe's largest lakes. Shomlo lies on the northwest on the slopes of the extinct volcano. White wines dominate the production in these three areas. Grapes include Formint, Eufark, Olas Riesling, Welsh Riesling, and a number of international varietals, varieties. Red wines are more common in both the extreme south and north of Transdanubia. Vilani, along the southern Croatian border, is Hungary's hottest region and produces good quality wines from Bordeaux varieties. Kekfrankos and Kekoporto, blah, Portuguese, On the northern border, Sopron is contiguous with Austria's Burgenland. Kekfrankos is cu cultivated on both sides of the border. To the east of Transdanubia, the Great Plain contains a majority of Hungary's acreage under vine. The region's sandy soils provided a welcome habitat after phylloxera struck in the 19th century. Most of the wines of this region are of everyday quality and are consumed locally. Kunsag, Hungary's largest region, is located in the Great Plain and produces a sizable amount of mass production white wine and some reds from indigenous grapes. So there's Guildsam. And now my favorite resource, 
of these is the Oxford Companion. Uh, actually, before I do the Oxford Companion by Jancis Robinson, I will go over to the, what is this? This is the uh, World Atlas of Wine, 7th edition by Hugh Johnson and Jancis Robinson. So what we're seeing here is uh, the information, we're repeating it a few times, certain things are becoming more familiar, but phrased in different ways. And I find this to be helpful. Um, what is definitely confusing on my end is that Hungary has these regions that are split. Uh, Duna, Danube, the Great Plain, and Duna Tul, Transdanubia. That confuses me. So I've got to figure out a way to uh, not get confused by that. But nevertheless, we will forge ahead. Here is the World Atlas of Wine, 7th edition, Hungary. For centuries, Hungary has had the most distinctive food and wine culture, the most varied na native grape varieties, and the most refined wine laws and customs of any country east of Germany. And these are once again being cherished. The country's extraordinary palette of indigenous white grape varieties, with formant currently in the four, is at least recognized as an asset rather than a liability. Today, Hungarian wine producers confidently offer distinctively well-made post-communist wines in a wide range of recognizably Magyar Hungarian styles. The characteristic traditional Hungarian wine is white, or rather warmly gold and spicy. It tastes, if it is a good one, distinctly rich, not necessarily sweet, but full of fire and even a shade of fierce. It is wine for meals cooked with more spice and pepper than fat, and fat than a light wine could stand. These are dishes for Hungarians' savage winters. The grapes are wipe, ripened in warmer autumns than in many parts of continental Europe, although the climate is relatively cool and the growing season shorter than in most Mediterranean regions. Average annual mean temperatures are warmest in the south, reaching 52 degrees Fahrenheit, 11.4 Celsius, around the time of Pesh, and coolest in the north, reaching a low around 49 degrees Fahrenheit, 9.5, at Sopron. Almost all the country's historic wine regions have evolved in the shelter of high ground. Varied terrain results in a range of mesoclimates, reflected in the diversity of each region's wines. Hungary's great grape varieties begin with the firmly structured racy formant and a softer, more perfumed harshlevelu, the grapes of Tokai, but not only of Tokai. Quite different, lighter, are the aromatic, lively Leenkia, even grapeier Kiralienkia, <laughs> pardon me, other varieties grown mainly for crisp. Okay, we're going to pause. Let's jump over to Forvo. Sorry to do this, but I love Forvo for pronunciation, and I think it is super helpful. Uh, so let's type in Lianca. 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 Okay. Lianca. Thank you. Then Kirali Lianca. Lianca. What is it? Lianca. All right. Forvo.com, everybody. Okay. Other varieties grown mainly for crisp, lighter, unoaked whites are Sauvignon Blanc and the popular crossing. 
Irsai Oliver, while for mint, Harshlebelu and Olas Riesling, Welsh Riesling, Chardonnay and Sukebarat, Pinot Gris, are more likely to be fuller bodied and oaked. Specifically, Hungarian varieties, in many cases rare today, include Keknyelu, Blue Stock of Lake Balaton, the fresh, even tart Ezerju of Moor, and the austerely stylish Eufark of Shomlo that needs aeration to age and shed its harshness. Harshness. Hungarian red varieties are still in the minority and grow mainly in Eger, Sopron, Sexard, and Villani. Kekfrankosch, called Blaufrankisch in Austria, is the most planted red wine grape and has real potential. Its innate crispness being an asset to the Pannonian warmth. It is grown almost in every region, but does particularly well in Sexard, Sopron, and Eger as well as in Matra. The traditional clones of the workmen like Kodarka, called Gamza in Bulgaria, produce spicy, red-fruited, relatively simple wines, notably in Sexard to the south, and as seasoning in Bicover blends. Half of Hungary's vineyard area lies on easily mechanized Great Plain between the Duna, Danube, and Tisa in the southern center of the country. In the regions now known as Kunsag, Songrad and Hajos Baja. The sandy soil is of little use for anything but vines. Great Plain wine, mainly white Olas Riesling and Ezerju with some red Kekfrankos and Kodarka is everyday wine in the Hungarian cities, although producers such as Fritman Testverek show that better wines are possible. Hungary's better quality vineyards are scattered among the hills that traverse the country from southwest to northeast, culminating in the Tokai region described overleaf. In the warm south, the districts of Sexard, Villani, Pesh, and Tolna grow both red and white wines. Kodarka is the historic grape with Kekfrankos well entrenched. Villani is southernmost, warmest, and makes the running with full-bodied reds of increasing interest and complexity. With Agar in the north, this is the region that shows up on foreigners' radar and top wine list in Budapest. Such growers as Attila Jere, Ere Tifan, Joseph Bach, Sauska, and Viljan have substantially substantial followings for their Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc especially, and Merlot, sometimes blended with the Kank Francoche or Zweigelt, or even Portugueser from a Magyar twist. On the slopes of Sexard, the deep Lus produces structured Kank Francoche, Kodarka, Merlot, and the Cabernets. The names to look for here are Hyman, Tuckler, Vestergombi, and Vida. Sexard also produces a Bicover blend, usually, of Kekfrankosch with Cabernet and Merlot. The Bicover tradition is otherwise limited to Eger. Egri Bicover was once Hungary's famous wine in the West, a rugged red sold as bull's blood. Eger, at the eastern end of the Matra Hills, in the northeast of the country is one of Hungary's most important wine centers, a Baroque city with huge cellars, magnificent caverns cut into the hill's soft, dark, tough. Tough is a volcanic soil. Hundreds of time-blackened oak casks, oak casks 10 feet across and bound with tight red iron hoops line eight miles of tunnels. Their age and less than pristine condition played a part along with the substitution of Kekfrankos for Kadarka in apparent thinning of the blood in this historic wine. But the 21st century has seen 
a renaissance in red wine making here. Sant Andrea, Groff Butler, Tumerer, and the late Tibor Gall's GIA, continued by his family, are the modern face of Agar, with Bicover's only part of much larger red and white portfolios, including some very promising Pinot Noir. West of Eger, along the south-facing slopes of the Matra range, is Hungary's second-biggest vineyard region, Matra, with the town of Yongyos at its heart. Yongyos, probably. It has the double umlaut. White wines make up 80% of its output, but some reasonably successful artisanal reds are now joining the Olas Riesling, Tramini, and Chardonnay. In the far west, almost on the Austrian border, is Sopron, a red wine outpost growing mainly Kekfrankosch, which has been revitalized by producers such as Franz Wenninger from across the Austrian border and Bergenland. He has been followed in his redevelopment of the best sites by locals Luca, Fnissel, and Rapsi. To the east of Sopron, Nesmele was best known for dry whites from traditional grapes, but today produces a range of thoroughly international varietals from ultra-modern wineries designed with exports in mind. Hilltop is best known Etyak Buda, just west of Budapest, is another flourishing source of largely internationally styled whites, including sparkling wine, vast quantities of which are made in the cellars of Budafok, just south of the capital. Chateau Vincent is probably the best. Joseph Santesi makes more artisanal traditional method fizz in cooperation with other small producers across the country. Holovar, Kreinbacher, and Miklang of Austria are the top producers on the strangely isolated volcanic hill of Shomlo, north of Lake Balaton. Here, ferment, Harshlebelu, Olas Riesling, and the rare Ufark are especially firm and mineral. The claim limestone of Moor in the northeast results in Ezerju that is especially tart, high-flavored, and sometimes nobly sweet. Both are among Hungary's historical wine regions. Lake Balaton, besides being the biggest lake in Europe, has special significance for Hungarians. In a country with no coast, it is the sea and chief beauty spot. Balaton's shores are thick with summer villas and holiday resorts, fragrant with admirable cooking. It has good weather and a busy social life. The north shore of Lake Balaton has all the advantages of good southern exposure and shelter from cold winds, as well as air conditioning effect of a big body of water. It is inevitably a vineyard. Its special qual qualities come from the climate and from the combination of a sandy soil and extinct volcanic stumps. Mount Barasconi is most famous, that sprout from otherwise flat land. The steep basalt slopes drain well and absorb and hold the heat, especially in exceptional years when botrytized sweet wines, above all Sukeberat or Pinot Gris, are made. Most wines here are dry and with their strong mineral element, can benefit from aeration. Olas Riesling is the common white grape. Rhine Riesling can be excellent. Lake, the Lake Balaton region has been divided into four appellations. On the north shore are the cla classic Barasconi, where Huba Seremli, uh, excuse me, Joseph Laposa and Andre Sassi are the most renowned producers, and Balaton Fered Sopak, where Mihali Fugula and Isfan Jasti are notable. <laughs> on the south shore, Balaton Boglar is best known on export markets for Chapel Hill. 
The best growers are Janos Konyari and Otto Legli with Garamvari for sparkling wine. Various outlying vineyards to the west, where the finest producer is La Salle are grouped as Zala. Okay, going on to the Tokai entry in this atlas. And here we go. The word legend is more often used about Tokai than any other wine. Tokai is the old English spelling, the town that inspired the name at the bottom of the map below, Tokai. And with good reason, although it suffered a temporary total eclipse of standards during the communist era, Tokai has been legendary for 400 years. Only Champagne has spawned as many anecdotes. History relates how the sumptuous Tokai Asu, made from botrytized grapes, was first produced, methodically rather than by chance, by the Champlain of the Rakosi family in their vineyard called Oremus. His name was Sepsi Laco Mate, the year 1630. How in 1703 the patriot Prince Rakosi of Transylvania used Tokai to woo Louis XIV and drum up support against his Habsburg overlords. How Peter and Catherine, both great, kept Cossacks in Tokai to escort their supplies to St. Petersburg, and how its restorative properties led potentates to keep Tokai by their bedsides. Tokai was first wine knowingly to be made from botrytized or nobly rotten grapes over a century before Rhine wine, and perhaps two before Sauterne. The conditions that caused the rot, the shriveling of the grapes, and the intense concentration of their sugar, acid, and flavor are endemic to the Tokai region. The Zemplain mountain range is volcanic, rising in typically sudden cones from the north edge of the Great Plain. Two rivers, the Bodrag and the Tisa, converge at the southern tip of the range, where Mount Kopas, also known as Tokai Hill, rises above the villages of Tokai and Tarkal. From the plain come warm summer winds, from the mountain's shelter, and from the rivers on the rising autumn mists that promote Botrytis. October is usually sunny. Of the three grape varieties in Tokai today, some 70% of the vines are the late-ripening, sharp-tasting, thin-skinned formant, highly susceptible to Botrytis infection. Another 20-25% to is Harshlevelu, linden leaf, less susceptible but rich in sugar and aromas. Since most of the vineyards are mixed plantings, were mixed plantings, traditionally formant and Harshlevelu were often harvested, pressed, and fermented together. Between 5 to 10% is Muscat Blanc a Petit Grand, known locally as Sarga Muscatali, either used as a seasoning grape as Muscadels in Sauterne or as a sumptuous specialty on its own. The vineyards of Tokai, locally known, and by the way, I have seen in research um, some six Putonios versions of Sarga Muscatali, maybe even some Asu Essencia, so worth looking into that. The vineyards of Tokai, locally known as Tokai Hagoya, what was that, foothills, were first classified in the early 1700s and divided into first, second, third, and unclassified growths. In 1737, by royal decree, this became the world's first delimited wine region. The map shows the principal villages of the region. There are 27 in all. Matoshotka Matoshotka is to the north of the area mapped, whose slopes form a wide V, thus facing southeast, south, or southwest. 
the northernmost make delicate and fine asus from sandy soil. It was here that the original Oremus vineyard of the Rakosis made the first of all asu wines. The new Oremus cellar, owned by Vega Cecilia of Spain, has moved south to Toxpa in Saros Patak with a splendid Rakosi castle on the river. Megir and Pajos were two of the first vineyards to be privatized. Kinsem is the first is the great vineyard of Toxpa, named after Hungary's great racehorse. The imperial cellars in Toxpa are still owned by the state and operate under the old name Tokai Keres Duhas. In the new headquarters are in Sar Sat Satorai Helye. <laughs> Sorry. To this day buy so many grapes from the region smallholders that it is still the largest wine producer of all. Olas Liska, Olas means Italian, is a 13th century Italian settlement. Legend has it that the Italians introduced winemaking. Here the soil is clay with stones producing more potent wines. Erdu Benye lies up the oak forest, the source of barrels. Seguilong has a number of classified gross and is seeing a revival. Bodrog Kerstur and Tukai itself by the river have the most regular botrytis. By the river, that makes sense. From Tukai, around the south side of Mount Kopas into Tarkal, the steep and sheltered vineyards are the Cote d'Or of the region, a succession of once famous site names. The greatest is Sarvis, which continues through Tarkal onto the road to Mad with Teresia and the great growth Mezes Mali. In Mezu Zombor, Dijnuku was one of the first vineyards to be privatized in the early 1900s and spectacularly restored by AXA of France, their big company. Mad, the former center of the wine trade, has the first famous growth of New Lasso, St. Thomas, Kirali, and Betsek, as well as the steep abandoned Kuvago. All forces now point toward lower yields and single vineyard wines able to express these very distinct terroir. The names of the first gross are once again becoming familiar. In recognition of its return to precise wine-producing glory, the Tukai region was made a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2002. If the current renaissance of Tukai has a figurehead, it is Isfan Sepsi, an internationally fastidious grower. If it has an international market leader, it is Royal Tokai, also in MAD, founded in 1989 by Hugh Johnson, founder and co-author of this book and others, and the first independent company of the new regime. Styles of Tokai. Tokai Asu, a wine notable for its combination of sweetness, acidity, and uncannily apricot-like fruit, is made by a unique two-stage process. Vintage starts in late October. Shriveled asu grapes and unaffected grapes full of juice are picked at the same time, but kept apart. The latter are then pressed and fermented to make various styles of dry or semi-dry wine, including a powerful base wine. The asu grapes, meanwhile, are stored in an almost dry heap, gently leaking the fabulous Essencia. Juice with up to 850 grams per liter of sugar to be reverentially kept as the region's greatest treasure. As the harvest ends, the vintner soaks the asu berries, crushed or not, 
for one to five days in fresh must or in partly or fully fermented base wine in the proportion of one kilo to one liter prior to pressing. Fermentation starts controlled by a combination of the sugar content and the cellar temperature. The higher the former and the lower the latter, the slower the fermentation. So the higher the sugar content and lower the cellar temperature, the slower the fermentation. The richest and finest whites maintain the highest degree of natural sugar, hence the lowest of alcohol. 10.5% is typical, while humbler styles tend to have slightly more alcohol, 12 to 13%, and lower natural sugar levels. So the former, like this is me, Nick, the like six Plutonios level might have 10%, although Essencia definitely has way lower, like 5%. Okay. The measure of sweetness is still expressed as the number of 20 kilo putonios or vineyard hods of asu added to one three six hundred thirty six liters one gonki barrel of base wine. Although today's sweetness is more conventionally measured in grams of residual sugar per liter, and wines are fermented in barrels of various sizes, sometimes even in stainless steel. Wine sold as six Plutonios Asu might have more than 150 grams per liter. Sugar Asu Essencia is effectively seven Plutonios. Three Plutonios make it the rough equivalent of German Auslese of at least 60 grams per liter. Four or five put it into the Beer and Auslese class of sweetness and concentration. The minimum age for these Asu wines is three years, two in barrel and one in bottle. Traditionally, they were aged longer, but early bottling is increasingly common, resulting in wines with more freshness and youth, but still awesome potential for aging. If no asu has been added, the wine is samorodny, literally as it comes in Polish, suggesting the fruit was picked and crushed with the botrytized berries. The saras, dry version, develops rather like a light sherry, while the eres, fairly sweet, is a different style. The now regulated use of the term late harvest, kesoi, Suret, uh, excuse me, on labels has added to an already complicated picture. These naturally sweet wines may be made simply of overripe grapes, but more often they are also made with botrytized grapes and, in contrast, to Asu wines are matured only briefly. Essencia, the most luxurious Tokai, is so sweet it will hardly ferment at all. And of all the essences of the grape, it is the most velvety, oily, peach-like, and penetrating. Its fragrance lingers in the mouth like incense. Essencia has the lowest alcohol level of any wine. If you can still, if you can call it wine at all, no age is too great for it, or indeed for any great Asu wine. An increasingly important second string to bow, to its bow, Tokai is rediscovering the qualities of dry wines, notably but not exclusively dry formant, that are generally intriguing and distinctive, intense, slow to unfurl, and with very obvious middle European nobility. Inspired by the dramatic improvements in making Asu wines and the not inconsiderable difficulty of selling them, most producers now offer dry wines in the image of these that played a significant role in Tokai three or four centuries ago. An increasing emergence of exciting single vineyard wines serves only to underline the wisdom of 18th century vineyard classification. Here are some subsets uh, in the book. Tokai is best vineyards. Vineyard names have become increasingly important over the last two decades since Tokai production fell once more 
into the hands of individuals keen to express the region's distinctive topography in liquid form. So here's a map and underline are towns and villages. So Tarkal, Tokai, Mad, Toksva, and then classed vineyards. I love these maps. They're so cool. So in Tokai, Hetsulu, Isfan. Oh, excuse me, that's a producer. Hetsulu. Yeah, you gotta see the map to get it. And then there's some label pictures here. Sepsi, Rotokai, Kirill Yudvar, Demeter Zoltan, and Dijnoko. There's the sameness about Tokai labels, even if the style of the wines themselves varies more than it has done for decades. We can now choose from dry, varietal, late harvest, and single vineyard wines, as well as the traditional Asu and super rich Essencia. Back on the main Hungary page, here are some other producers. A little bit more tricky to pick out their names here. Cuvée in this part of the world, Austria, as well as Hungary, signifies a blend of different grape varieties. The Hyman family has been growing grapes on the slopes of Sexard, a red wine country, since 1758. That's cool. Okay, we're doing good. Let's move on now to, let's do, before I go to the Oxford, let's pull out the Sotheby's Wine Encyclopedia by Tom Stevenson. And this is a book that I need to make more use of. And I'm often a little bit intimidated because it's such a badass, crazy book. Uh, 478. Here we go. 478. Okay. Hungary. So this is uh, Tom Stevenson, his book. Hungary. For Hungarian wine to prosper in the 21st century, it needs to find a flagship red. There is no denying the greatness of Tokai. It is of the world's truly classic wines. But it, as, it, but it is as unreasonable to expect this country to make any global impact through Tokai as it would be to imagine that the French wine industry could build an international reputation off the back of Sauterne. From Hungary's continental location, customers might be forgiven for thinking that it should be at least as famous for red wine as it is for sweet wine. And with a little work, Kadarka could be that wine. Mm. Okay. There are more than 100 ancient Carpathian varieties currently cataloged with many more in the pipeline waiting to be identified. Any of these might make Hungary's greatest red and white wines at some time in the future. But for the moment, Kadarka is, be is its best known indigenous grape. Furthermore, it is a variety that has the potential to make world-class wine. And it is easy for Anglo-Saxon tongues on the export markets to pronounce. Kadarka could certainly produce something special in Villani, and renewed efforts should be made in Eger, where bull's blood used to be 100% Kadarka. All it would take is for a national or EU-funded project to seek out potential Grand Cru Kadarka sites in both these regions where trials should be held to find the best clones. 
When the best sites are established, they could be classified for a bit of media attention. Then the best Kadarka clones could be farmed out to selected sites throughout other Hungarian regions to broaden the reputation of this grape variety. When Hungary can claim to pronounce a truly iconic red wine, that it will be the time to explore its rich patrimony of other indigenous varieties to give breadth and depth to its wine reputation. For the moment, though, its producers must focus on finding that flagship red. When democracy arrived in 1989, Hungary had a clear advantage over other former Eastern Bloc countries because even under communist rule, it had long been dabbling with mixed economy. Exploiting to this to the full, the transition from a certainly planned economy to a market-driven one has been relatively smooth. This has proved provided most Hungarian industries with the economic success and stability required to attract further investment to expand and improve. But although the wine industry has enjoyed some foreign investment, it has not expanded and improved across the board. Why? Because finance alone cannot create a range of fine wines. It takes quality conscious growers and inspirational winemakers, something that Hungary does not appear to have in any great number. There is a handful of talented producers, and that number is growing, albeit at a painfully slow place. And there is certainly no one who comes within a mile of East von Sepsi for pure genius in winemaking. The investment in Tokai. The first area that received investment was Tokai. This is understandable as Tokai is the only classic wine of authentic historical reputation in all Eastern Europe. Hugh Johnson and the Australian-trained Anglo-Danish maestro winemaker Peter Vinding Deers, no longer involved, purchased the Royal Tokai Wine Company in Mod and 63 hectares, 156 acres of vineyards. Interestingly, the Royal Tokai vineyards have never been state-owned. After this dynamic duo came a number of others, including Jean-Louis Laborde of Chateau Clinet, Chateau Pajos, and Chateau Megier, Ludovico Antonori, Baron Bornemisa, and Dalan family, formerly owners of Piper Heidzek, Deresla, AXA, Dijnoko, Grand Millezime de France, Hetsulu, Philippine-born American Anthony Huang, Carol Yudvar, who also own, um, by the way, that they own, was it Domain Huet, and Vega Cecilia, or Ramos, with the likes of Michel Roland and Noel Pinguet Consulting in some instances. The one thing these investors have in common is a change in the methods used to produce Tokai. It was suggested that the French were intent on making Sauterne in Hungary, and this rankled local pride, with some critics wondering whether Tokai should not legitimately remain an oxidative wine. Old-style Tokai, including all the greatest communist-era vintages that still come up at auction, was not, however, merely oxidative. It was intentionally oxidized. Like Sherry and Van Jones, they were deliberately left in part-filled barrels to oxidize. However, Sherry and Van Jones casks are part-filled with a purpose. The ouillage allows for the growth of flor, a froth of rare yeast that is responsible for the particular character and style of those wines. In the Tokai process, there is no guarantee of flor and thus no justification for exposing the wine to the air, in which it merely oxidizes. Tokai, old and new. It would be wrong to divide old and new style between Hungarian and foreign producers. Firstly, old style is only as old as the communist era. 
there is no evidence of half-filled casks in the 19th century. This practice is not mentioned in the meticulously detailed Tokai Higoya album, 1867. Secondly, not all foreign-funded ventures are successful at the new style. Some have not gone the full distance, or they have the old-style stocks and are gradually disposing of by fractional blending. And it is wrong to suggest that only foreign winemakers pioneered new wave Tokai. The first and best by a long chalk was Isfan Sepsi. No one has ever made Tokai with the purity, precision, and finesse that Sepsi can manage. Recent Hungarian Vintages, 2010. This year produced a small crop of very good quality, 2009. A good year for reds and dry whites. 2008. Early drinking whites are the only rays of sunshine in this very wet year. 2007. With a perfect growing year and just the right amount of rain during the harvest to wash the grapes without causing rot, this was an excellent vintage for both red and white wines. 2006. Excellent quality for red and white and Tokai styles. The extreme dineral differences resulted in exceptionally good acids and aromatics. Did you know the most famous Tokai is Imperial Tokai, and it looks so prized by the czars of Russia that they maintained a detachment of Cossacks solely for the purpose of exporting of escorting envoys of the precious liquid from Hungary to the royal cellars of St. Petersburg. Okay, so this is interesting. Imperial Tokai, I guess, is another way of saying Essentia. Did you know Tokai is the place, Tokai is the wine, and Tokai is the old anglicized spelling which is no longer used. Samorodny is Polish, not Hungarian, for the way it comes, and indicates a wine to which Asu overripe grapes for sweetening has not been added. Okay, uh, here's factors affecting taste and quality. Location. Hungary is sandwiched between Austria and Romania, north of Yugoslavia, in the Carpathian Basin, south of Slovakia. Climate. Generally a continental climate with some Mediterranean influence in the southern wine districts. The annual mean temperature is 10.5 degrees Celsius, 51 Fahrenheit, with an average rainfall of 60 centimeters, 23 inches. In the Carpathian foothills of Tokai in northeastern Hungary, a long misty autumn encourages botrytis. Aspect. Almost half of the country's vines grow on the Great Plain, where the land is flat or gen gently undulating river plains. The rest of the country is hilly. Soil. Slate, basalt, clay, lus in the west. Though the sandy soils of the Great Plain to the clay, lus, and volcanic rock in the northeast, volcanic slate and sandy soils in the south. Viticulture and vinification. Tokai necessitates the harvesting and sorting of botrytized grapes. Otherwise, all Hungarian red and white wines are produced using standard vinification techniques with no exceptional practices. However, a steady modernization of winemaking facilities had taken place since the 1990s. Grape varieties. Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Ezerjou, Fourmint, Harshlevelu, Irsai, Oliver, Todarka, Kekfrankosh, Limburger, Kekoporto, Portugieser, Lianca, Fetjaska, Olas Riesling, Welsh Riesling, Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, Sauvignon Blanc, Tramini, Gewürztraminer, Zweigelt. Hungary, a country that has great potential for red wine, although it's overshadowed by the historic and fame of Tokai, one of the world's classic botrytized wines. Hungarian label language. Astalibor, table wine, the lowest quality of wine. 
Asu, overripe grapes for sweetening Tokai, equivalent of German Auslese. Bor, wine. Borkulo legese Suluza Danyak, a specialty from the vineyards of the region named of the region named. All right. Bordivec, wine region. Dulu, vineyard. Edes, sweet. Feher, white. Forditas, a sweet tokai used from, produced from reused asu paste, drained from a gonk of asu wine, re-kneaded and macerated in fresh must. The result is comparable, comparable to four or five putonios in sweetness, but more tannic. They say that a forditas from a very good year is often better than an asu from a poor vintage, but I have yet to see this difference demonstrated by the same Tokai producer. Habzu, sparkling, hordo, cask or barrel, jegbor, ice wine or ice vine. Kesoi suretlesu, late harvest. Kimertbor, ordinary wine. Kotnyekibor, country wine. Kulu no leges minusegu, official de denomination denoting special quality, placing it above minusegibor. Maslas, a dry version of forditas, but fermented on the unpressed lees of an asu wine with much less lees to wine ratio. Maslas literally means copy. Minusegibor, quality wine equivalent to French AOC. Or sagos. Bormino Situ Bisutags or OBB National Wine Qualification Board or Sagos Bormino Situ Intezet or OBI State Wine Qualification Institute Palak Bottle Palaks Bottling Palakozot Bottled Pegju Sparkling So Habzu and Pegju mean sparkling Pince, cellar. Siller, a dark rosé or light red. Maybe like Schiller in, was that Austria? Samarodny, literally, as it comes, the term often refers to Tokai that has not been specially treated with Asu and is therefore usually dry, though it can be used for other wines. Saraz, dry. Shulu, grapes. Shulu Birtok, wine estate. Shulu Skert. Vineyard, Dajbor, country wine equivalent to a French vin de pays. Termelu, pronunciation. Tuque, vine. Tupelt, Chulubol, Kejult, Petrida selection. Vurush, red. Tom then proceeds to go into specifics on some of the regions. The Appalachians of Hungary. Note, DHD stands for Dictris, Districtus Hungarius Contralatus, the Hungarian equivalent of the French AOC system. Asar Nesmeli DHC. Winemaking traditions date back to the Middle Ages. Vineyards were cultivated along the lines of large estates, as from the 18th century, with the famous Esterhasi Svartaki estate considered to be a, modern, a model vineyard and cellars in the 19th century. Most soils are less based. The climate is milder than the surrounding Great Plains area with less risk of spring and autumn frost. Mostly fresh, fragrant, lively white wines. The internationally known Hilltops Winery produces over 50 different wines every year in Nesmele. 
Barasconi, with its south-facing volcanic slopes on the northerly sh shores of Lake Balaton, Europe's largest lake, Barasconi is noted for its own indigenous grape called Keknyalu. This increasingly rare white variety has excellent potential for full-bodied white wines with a fiery palate, fine acids, and an intensive aromatic bouquet, but often produces a disappointing quality. Balaton Boglar. The winemaking potential of Lake Balaton's South Shore was seldom fulfilled until the early 1990s when Australian flying winemaker Kim Milne started producing extremely rich oak-aged Chardonnay at the Balaton Boglar Winery under the Chapel Hill label. With Master of Wine Milne still in charge, ably assisted by Kiwi Clive Hartnell and fellow Australian Richard Smart advising in the vineyard, the quality at Chapel Hill has strengthened in the 2000s. Other products from the Balaton Boglar Winery are far less exciting, and some producers churn out a lot of very second-rate wines, particularly in the semi-sweet Olas Riesling category. Balaton Felvidec. With its hot, sunny Mediterranean climate and the extraordinary beauty of this area, it is no surprise that so many artists have set up home here. The best wines are full-bodied with fine fragrance and crisp acidity. Balaton Fered Sopak. On the northern shore of Lake Balaton, viticulture and winemaking have prospered here since Roman times. The wines are full-bodied at fragrant with fine acidity. Buk, grown on southern and southwestern slopes of the Buk Mountains, where Kekfrankosh and Leonkia are the major varieties, but produce wines that are lighter than those of neighboring Eger. As in Eger and Tokai farther east, cellars have long been hewn out of rhyolite tufa rock, with more than 1,000 such cellars carved from the slopes of Avis. Songrad. The Great Plain wine region is the warmest and sunniest part of the country during the vegetation period of the vine. Principally, the red and rosé wines are renowned. The white wines of the region contain moderate acids and are rich in fragrance and aroma. The red wines are characterized by richness and coloring agents, pleasant acerbity, an excellent aroma, A-C-E-R-B-I-T-Y. Okay. De Broye Harshlevelu DHC, a single commune, pure varietal appellation for the famed Harshlevelu growing in De Broye and surrounding villages in the Eger region. Located halfway between, this is Eger, located halfway between Budapest and Tokai is Eger, a region famous for the legend of Egri Bikaver or Bull's Blood of Eger. The story dates from 1552 when the fortress of Eger, firstly defended by Isvan Dubu and his Magyars, was besieged by the numerically superior force of the Turkish army led by Ali Pasha. It is said that throughout the battle, the Magyars drank copious quantities of the local wine and that when the Turks saw the beards of their ferocious enemies stained with red wine, they ran in terror, thinking that all Magyars gained their strength by drinking the blood of bulls. Hence the name of this wine was born. Other regions produce Bikaver, but Egri Bikaver is the bull's blood that is most famously associated with the legend. It was never a pretentious wine, but was traditionally a robust Kadarka-based red of firm structure and fiery flavor. Etyak Buda. Etyak Buda is supposedly Hungary's sparkling wine, <laughs> sparkling wine region, but the quality of its largest producer, Turli, leaves much to be desired, and more vineyards are moving over to still dry white wines from individual estates. But since this region overlaps the prettier 
hilly half of Budapest, it receives a lot of attention. The vines grow on a black lust soil over a limestone base in a dry, sunny, but windy climate. Hajus Baja, DHC. The wines of this Great Plains region are rich in fragrance and aroma, while the reds rival the highly ranked wines produced in hilly regions. Isaki Arani Sarfeher, a single commune, pure varietal appellation for Arani Sarfeher growing in Isaki and surrounding villages of the Kunsag region. Arani Sarfeher typically yields a pale colored wine with green hues with excellent acidity and minerality. Kunsag, this Great Plain wine region is the largest wine region in Hungary. The wines of this region can be rich in fragrance and flavors. Matra. At Gyungyus, the finest, truly excellent Hungarian dry white wine was produced in the early 1980s, and no prizes for guessing that it was made from Chardonnay. But it was essential to demonstrate what could be done with grapes of a certain quality at the right and the right technology. That particular Chardonnay steadily improved until 1995 when it jumped up another notch in quality, and Sauvignon Blanc can be almost as successful, but nowadays winemakers are looking at achieving at least the same general quality with local varieties such as Chardonnay, Harslevelu, and Muscatali. More. Ezerju is the best grape variety suited to this region, where it makes one of Hungary's most distinctive dry white wines. Nagu Sumlu. This was the smallest wine region of Hungary. Its wines are fiery with heavy masculine character and they have high acid and alcohol content. The long aging in wooden barrels produces a fine, elegant harmony of fragrance, taste, and aroma. According to popular memory, it is the Imperial Court of Vienna, the newlyweds drink Sumlu wines on their wedding night to promote the birth of a male heir to the throne. Oh, brother. <laughs> Kanon Halma. Viticulture dates back to 996 when Benedictines settled on St. Martin Mountain and established Hungary's first monastery at Pannonhalma. The first document mentioning vine growing is the deed of foundation of this monastery. The fresh, crisp, um, varietally pure Pannonhalmi Sauvignon Blanc from Sulusi Mihali Pincete Winery is the best dry. Hungarian wine I have tasted. Pesh. Vineyards here scattered over more than 80 kilometers of warm slopes around the historic city of Pesh, which has long been noted for Olas Riesling, although the, the traditional Furmint and Sir family vines are giving way to international varieties. Sopron. One of the most ancient wine regions of Hungary, the Sopron lies on the foothills of the Alps at the northwestern corner of the country. For centuries, the city of Sopron itself enjoyed a thriving trade, and surprisingly, until the 18th century, Sopron was repeatedly the largest wine trading center in Central Europe. Sopron has a potentially fine wine region where the Cake Francoche grape is most famous, although the quality in the vineyard and the bottle uh, could and should be significantly superior to the light, everyday drinking wines that are commonplace in this region. Although essentially a red wine region, Sopron does all also produce some interesting whites. Sexard. The Sexard vineyards have been noted for their wines since Roman times and for red wines since the 15th century. In this sunny wine region, with its greater Mediterranean influence, excellent red wines can be produced, which are known for their velvety texture and often show more elegance than the red wines of Villani. The Sexard Bicaver, Bull's blood of Sexard is ranked outstandingly high. The indigenous Kodarka gives excellent uh, flavored deep red wine 
plus a local specialty, Nemes Kadar, made from botrytized grapes. Very good cake Francoche, Cabernet Sauvignon, and some stunning Merlot are also produced. Tokai Hegoya. As with all great sweet wines, Tokai owes its great quality and character to overripe semi-dried grapes, Formit and Harsh Levelu, some, some of which have been affected by Botrytis Chinaria, or Noble Rot. The essential difference today is that this selection is now made in the vineyard rather than the winery. The origin of the Asuputunius name that is used to predicate the sweetness of Tokai is a wooden hod called a puton. Traditionally, the shriveled asu grapes, that is, botrytized, were collected in these putonios, plural, and left for six to eight days. This allows time for highly concentrated juice to collect at the bottom of the container, and this also started the oxidative process. This juice, known as essencia, was used for sweetening purposes. Each puton held 25 kilograms, 50 pounds, of asu grapes, yet yielded only a quarter of a pint of pure essencia. Well, after the essencia was removed for the legendary Tokai essencia, the puton uh, of asu grapes would be kneaded into paste and added to a cask of dry base wine made from a blend of non-botrytized ferment and harslevelu grapes. In the communist era, these casks were deliberately not filled up to encourage the oxidized side of Tokai's character. The sweetness of the Tokai depended on how many putonios were added to the dry base wine. Today, the process is far more like that for Sauterne, and the grapes are not left hanging around in a wooden bucket for a week or so, although the Petunios grading is still used. Note that Tom's book is slightly dated. The wines with their modern-day sweetness measured in grams of residual sugar per liter are Saraz, dry, 0 to 4 grams, Eres, sweet, 20 to 50 grams, Asu, two petonios, allowed but not made since 1938, 50 to 60 grams. Asu, three petonios, 60 to 90 grams. Asu, four petonios, 90 to 120. Asu, five petonios, 120 to 150. Asu, six petonios, 150 to 180. Asu, essencia, or Asu, essencia, 180 to 450. And essencia, or natura essencia, pure asu, 450 to 850 grams per liter. Okay, Tolna DHC. Although Tolna became a wine region in its own right back in 1998, winemaking traditions go back for centuries and were strengthened in the 16th century when the area was settled by Germans. Villani. In Villani, the more Mediterranean climate produces some of Hungary's best red wines, including dark, spicy Kudarka and more velvety Bordeaux varietals. The red wine potential of Villani is probably the greatest of all the 22 Hungarian wine regions. The wines of Siklos are white and fiery, including those that have been produced from late harvest grapes, although they are more passerier in style than botrytized, so dried grapes on the vine uh, from maybe heat from the sun, just shriveled like raisins. Zala DHC, on the eastern and northeastern flank of Lake Balaton, the Zala Hills are known for their so-called Harrow Cellars made in the 19th century from timbers and plastered inside and out with clay. The Balaton Meleke, with its brown forest soils and mild wet climate, was revived as a wine region in 1998. The village of, here's a little inset, the village of Tolskva, Tokai. The south and southwestern facing hillside vineyards overlooking Tolska 
are among the 23 most highly prized vineyards in the Tokai region, as the Bodrog River creates optimal conditions for noble rot. Okay, thank you, Tom Stevenson, for your entry there. And we will wrap up today with some reading from the Oxford Companion. And you can sign up for the Oxford Companion online, as you can with Guild Psalm. The Sotheby's, as far as I know, is only available in book form. Expect to pay at least $100 for that book. Um, but here's to the Oxford. Hungary. Hungary, important Central European wine-producing country with its own particularly distinctive range of vine varieties and wines. Hungary usually produces less wine than its eastern neighbor Romania, but considerably more than, for example, Austria and Bulgaria. Just over 65,000 hectares were devoted to vines in 2011, and almost 70% of them produced white wines. Total Hungarian wine production has been decreasing and is now usually below 4 million gallons, or 4 million hectoliters, 105 million gallons a year, of which about a fifth is exported. History. Vine growing and winemaking have been practiced in what is modern Hungary since at least Roman times, when it was part of the Roman province of Pannonia. The Magyar tribes who arrived here at the end of the 9th century found flourishing vineyards and familiarity with winemaking techniques. Under Bela IV, 1235 to 1270, the king who rebuilt Hungary after the Mongol invasion of 1241, wine production was given such priority that immigrants from areas with particular expertise in the vine growing and winemaking were deliberately invited to rebuild the devastated areas. And by the end of his reign, wines from two towns of Sopron and Eger were being exported in relatively large quantities. Hungary's famous wine, Tokai, is first mentioned in records in the late 15th century, although it was almost certainly dry at that time. Following the defeat and death of Louis II at the Battle of Mohawks in 1529, much of the country was under Muslim rule for a century and a half, during which wine production survived but did not thrive. See Islam. The most important development of the 17th century was the emergence of especially rich Tokai Asu. As early as 1641, a vine law for the entire Tokai Hegoya district was drawn up with regulated vineyard site selection. The construction of terraces, irrigation, manuring, and hoeing, which had to be done, which had to be done for the last time on the 20th of August, before the official harvest date of 28th of October. By 1570, noble rot was recognized, and the laws for Asu formulated. For more details, see Tokai. In 1686, the city of Buda was liberated from the Turks, followed within the next two years by all the rest of Hungary, which then became part of the vast Habsburg Empire. A bid for independence led by Frederick Rakosi failed in 1711, but had the effect of spreading the fame of Tokai wines from the court of the French king Louis XIV, to whom Rakosi had wisely sent sample bottles as gifts. Smart dude. This was the beginning of Tokai's formidable international reputation. The vineyards of Tokai were some of the first to be submitted to classification. In 1700, the first national vineyard classification anywhere, a five-level rating, was undertaken in Hungary in 1707 to 1708 as part of the general appraisal of the country's resources. Phylloxera struck Hungary in the 1870s, devastating the sound southern vineyards at Pan Pansova initially, but 
eventually spreading to the northern Massif and Tukai Hogoya. Replanting on phylloxera-resistant rootstocks began in 1881, but scientific proof that the phylloxera allows could not thrive in sandy soils had just been published, encouraging the planting of new vineyards in the Great Plain between the Danube and Tisa rivers, where the vines were discovered to be particularly suitable for planting plants stabilizing the shifting sands. Sigmund Telecki 1854-1910 bred the famous 5BB Teleki rootstock, which proved perfectly suited to producing high-quality grapes even when planted in the desolate, intensely calcareous hillsides of Villani. When Teleki died in 1910, his sons Andor and Sondor continued the nursery business with great success until the Second World War, maintaining subsidiaries in six countries. Ironically, Franz Kober in Oppenheim eventually collected most of the recognition by subjecting Teleki's clones to further selection, and indeed, the rootstock is more commonly known today as 5BB Cobert. Maurice Perriès, 1829-77, was the pioneer of pasteurization, publishing his work on the technique needed then to stabilize Tokayi in 1861, two years before Louis Pasteur developed pasteurization. In 1947, the National Association of Hungarian Vine Growers, Wine Trades, and Wine Growing Communities, which had originally been founded in 1830 to promote cooperation and study for the benefit of all in the wine industry, was forced to suspend its activities when the communist state monopoly took control. An area of state farms and state wineries followed, during which all wine exports were funneled through the state-controlled trading company Monimpex. By the way, we do see Monimpex labels show up on uh, the site Winebid from time and again, if you ever want to try one of those. Okay, uh, and half of all production at one point handled by just two state wineries designed to export huge quantities of very ordinary wine to the Soviet Union. Unlike the similarly organized Bulgarian wine industry, that of Hungary suffered a period of stagnation and generally low technology during this era, which stultified the development of Hungarian wine until somewhat complicated return of a free market economy and private enterprise in the late 1980s. A considerable proportion of all Hungarian vines had to had remained in private hands in the communist era, and this had enabled Hungary to adapt production to the more stringent requirements of Western importers more quickly than ex-Comic-Con countries. In the post-communist division of viticultural spoils, there was no shortage of Western interest in the unique Tokai wines, and technology in other areas benefited from temporary invasion by foreign, typically Antipodian, see Australian, winemakers. In the early 21st century, this has been a marked increase in the number of ambitious, quality-focused wineries with improved vineyard site selection, selection of suitable plant material, respect for terroir, and improved winemaking. I'm going to quickly jump to the entry on Australian influence because I think that's an important piece to talk about. Okay. I'll jump back to that actually in just a bit. Uh, continuing on with Hungary. Geography. Hungary, which lies between the latitudes 45 and 50 degrees north, is landlocked but includes Central Europe's largest, largest lake, Balaton. The river Danube, called Duna in Hungary, flows through the country from north to south, dividing it in almost equal halves. To the west lies Transdanubia, while the immediate east of the river is the Great Plain. 
Northeast of the capital, Budapest, are the volcanic hills, which constitute the northern massif, whose south-facing slopes are particularly well-suited to vine growing. In the extreme northeast of the country is the Tokai, formerly Tokai Hoigoya region, which borders Slovakia. See Tokai for more details. Soils are varied. The Great Plain is mainly sand and lus, while the area around Lake Balaton is of complex basalt volcanic rock with clay and sandstone. Other soils include limestone and slate, particularly around Balaton Fred. In Tukai, the soils are volcanic with the topsoil of decayed lava. The best wines often come from volcanic soils, producing full, well-structured wines rich in minerality. See below and separate entries for Eger, Sexard, Tokai, and Villani for details of individual wine regions. So for those of you studying, this is a clue that if these specific regions um, are mentioned um, in their own entry, they're probably going to be important, and we have heard them in the other resources so far. Okay, climate. Hungary's climate is essentially continental and Central European, involving fairly predictably cold winters and hot summers. The relatively northern latitude, on a par with Burgundy, makes it ideally situated to produce aromatic and semi-aromatic varieties, such as Sauvignon Blanc and Gewürztraminer, while, while its continentality allows fully ripening of such red varieties as Cabernet Sauvignon, especially in the south. The sun shines for an average of about 22,000 hours a year, and the total heat summation during the vegetative ripening period is approximately 2,500 degrees Celsius. Prolonged sunny autumns, which favor the development of noble rot, are by no means rare. However, the largely volcanic hills are particularly well adapted to white wine production. Vine varieties. Wine labeling is mostly varietal. Hungary had a particularly rich selection of indigenous vine varieties, many of which were largely abandoned when phylloxera invaded the country's vineyards in the late 19th century. A excuse me, a potentially exciting selection of localized white grapes, white grape varieties can still be found, although some such as Keknyalu found almost exclusively in Barasconi on the north shore of Lake Balaton and Ufark, mainly in Shomlo, are dangerously close to extinction. Indigenous varieties which are relatively wide planted include Ezerju, a light specialty of the Moor region of west of Budapest. Furmint is the most characteristic ingredient of Tokai. Harshlevelu, which is usually a lesser Tokai ingredient and is also widely grown throughout Hungary. The indigenous Leankia and Keraleankila are used for light-bodied aromatic wines. Newer crosses such as the Muscat-like Irsai Oliver and the grapey cross Sirenki Fusares are now being more widely planted for their own intrinsic character and quality. Other light buried crosses include Zeta, Zengu, Zephyr, and Zenit. That's a lot of Z's. Hungary's most characteristic red grape variety is Kodorka, although Portugueser, once known as Keko Porto, can also make some appetizing wines here. The usual range of Central European vine varieties is grown. Olas Riesling, the Hungarian name for Welsh Riesling, Zoldveltini, Grunderveltliner, Sirfanli, Zirfandler, specialty of Pesh, and for red wine production, Kekfrankos, along with Nagy Burgundy, the Hungarian name for Blaufrankish, and Austria's Zweigelt. A wide range of vine varieties have been imp imported into Hungary from Western Europe, however, including Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, Semillon, Riesling, some called, sometimes called Rajani Riesling or Ryan Riesling, Gewürztraminer, Tremini, Muscat Otenel, and Yellow Muscat, the deeper-hued Muscat Blanca Petit Grand, 
both of which are sometimes called muscatali and pinot gris, whose distinctively Hungarian synonym, sukebarat. Red wine varieties imported from the West include Merlot, and to a much lesser extent, Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc, and with small amounts of Pinot Noir and Syrah. Wine regions. Hungarian law in this century established 22 wine regions. In 2009, in keeping with the EU reforms of controlled appellation terminology, these were replaced by 36 PDOs and 6 PGIs. So PDO OEM in Hungarian, PDI OFJ, Zemplini, Zemplen, Feslu Magyarországi, Feslu Magyarország, Duna, Dunatul, and Balaton. The following PDOs may be considered preeminent, Barasconi, Balaton Boglar, Eger, Etiak Buda, Somlu, Sopron, Sexar, Tokai, and Vilani. Names such as Matra, Nesmale, and Pononhalma may also be familiar from export labels. The wine regions fall into three major geographic groups as outlined below. Transdanubia. The wine regions in this western part of Hungary, between the Austrian border and the Danube, are increasingly bringing their own marked characteristics to the wines. The area is heavily influenced by the waters of Lake Balaton, the Neusiedler Sea in Austria, and the Danube itself. Wines from this area may be labeled as PGI Dunatul. Traditionally, the northern side of Lake Balaton was the wine-growing area, with the famous Barasconi Hill on the volcanic slopes at the southwest end. The surface area of water in the lake has a considerable ameliorating effect on the mesoclimate, sea topography, and the wines tend to be full and powerful. This is home to the ancient Kiknyalu, but also makes fine Pinot Gris, Sukabarat, as well as Olas Riesling. Balaton Fred Sopak also lies on the northern shore and on Sansone, Slate, and Marl, and produces a range of western varieties and Olas Riesling. Balaton Fred Sopak is known for its Olas Riesling, and the Sopak Codex Association has been formed to regulate and recognize the quality of the best examples. On the slopes of an extinct volcano northwest of Lake Balaton is the historic, now small, wine region of Sumlu, whose wood aged blended wines once enjoyed a similar reputation from those of Tokai. Eufark was once prized here along with Formint, but Olas Riesling, Harslevelu, and Traminer have been in the ascendant. Sumla has been attracting increasing investment from its potential for elegant, age-worthy wines with a distinctive mineral character becomes evident. Some promising Eufark is being made once more. On the south shore of the lake is relatively new area, Balaton Boglar, where the fertile soils include sand and lus. Important grapes grown here are Olas Riesling, Kiria Lenkia, Zold Valentini, Eras Oliver, Chardonnay, Muscat Merlot, and Pinot Noir. Base wines for excellent sparkling wines such as the Garamvaris Chateau Vincent are also produced here. Sopron, the most westerly wine region in northern Transdanubia and effectively a continuation of Norsiedlersee Hugeland, Austria's most revered source of sweet white wine, is dominated by ambitious growers of Austro-German extraction. Sopron is mainly a red wine region, and from the principal wine varieties are Kekfrankosch, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Pinot Noir, and Syrah, which can be particularly elegant when grown on the schist soils here. In the north are two increasingly important white wine areas, Nesmalay and Moor, between Sopron and Budapest, which are best known for crisp but well-balanced Olas Riesling and Sauvignon Blanc, Tarte Ezerjou, Leonkia, and Aromatic Gebrustraminer. Southern 
Southern Transdanubia has three important wine regions close together in the far south of the country, just west of the Danube. Villani is most famous for the saddle of the land in the Villani Hills, which manages to produce highly prized wines even in difficult years. Several producers are exploiting these natural advantages. Cabernet Franc is most successful here, although Kek Francoche, Merlot, and Zweigelt are also good. More and more good Syrah is also produced. Sexard has traditionally been associated with Kodarka, which has managed to ripen more healthily than most regions, owing to its long, warm summers, but plantings total barely 100 hectares. This native red variety has been supplanted by the vigorous Francoche, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon, but Sexard produces producers tend to achieve a higher average quality with their Kodarka, Francoche, and Bicaver wines. The area around Batasek, uh, 15 kilometers to the south, is a cooler subregion that can produce some particularly good Sauvignon Blanc and Grunewald Liner. Antonori owns a winery here. Pesh, Hungary's warmest wine region, is at constant risk of drought. A wide range of vine varieties are cultivated here, often on very small estates. They include Olas Riesling, Chardonnay, Kodarka, Cabernet Merlot, and Pinot Noir. The Northern Massif. This range of hills running from east of Budapest along the border with Slovakia contains four Rhine regions, Matra, Eger, Buk, and Tokai. In the foothills of the Matra Mountains, the soils are mainly volcanic, and most of the wine produced is white. Muscat, Olas Riesling, and Kiryalenkia produce uh, predominate alongside some elegant fruity reds. In Western Europe, at least, the area is well known for the German-owned Danubia estate, on which modern Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Semillon have been made for export. Just to the east of the Matra foothills, in the foothills of the Buk Mountains, is the wine region named after the historic town of Eger. Spring often comes late here, and the rainfall is low. Some white wines are made, principally from the Olas Riesling, Leonkia, and Chardonnay, but the region is best known for age-worthy red wine, notably Egri Bikaver, once known on export markets as Bull's Blood. One of the most famous wine brands, this blend represented a triumph of marketing, although quality varied considerably toward the end of the communist era. Egger is once again making fine wine at the time of the blend. At one time, the blend depended heavily on Kodarka, but as elsewhere, this troublesome native variety was replaced by Kekfrancoche, supplanted, supplemented by Cabernet Merlot and Portugueser Kekoporto. The Buc region generally favors white wines. In the past, only Tokai, made even further east, has rivaled Bull's Blood for recognition outside Hungary, although the situation has been changing rapidly as winemaking and exporting skills have passed into private, often non-Hungarian hands. The Great Plain. This vast, flat extent, known as Alfold in Hungary, south of Budapest and between the Danube and Hungary's second river, the Tisza, accounts for nearly half the country's vineyards. The plain was heavily planted after the phylloxera invasion because of phylloxera's intolerance of sandy soils and because vines were better at stabilizing the soils than the fruit trees planted earlier. Mechanization is easy on this land, but drought in the summer and frost in both late spring and autumn are a perennial threat, and the combination of sandy soil and high summer temperatures means that soil temperatures can be very high indeed. International varieties, or Olas Riesling, Rajani Riesling, Riesling, Kekfrankosh, Kodarka, Cesare Fusteres, and Ezerju are planted here. The Great Plain encompasses the PGI Duna Tisa Kosi and the PDOs Kongsgad, Hajos Baja, and Kunsag, but one quality is generally indifferent. 
the more recent PDO Duna may be used for wines from these three more specific well-established regions. So what is that? The more recent PDO Duna may be used for wines from those three more specific well-established regions, Kunsag, Songrad, and Hajos Baja. Nice. Okay. Structure of the trade. Prior to the reintroduction of capitalist system in the early 1990s, the Hungarian wine industry was under the control of the state. In the early 1980s, Hungary was a significant wine exporter, each year shipping out more than 3 million hectoliters, or 60% of production, notably very ordinary quality in wine in bulk to the Soviet Union and East Germany. These markets shrank abruptly at the end of the 1980s, see Gorbachev, leading to sudden oversupply and extreme uncertainty among vine growers and winemakers. The state of flux in the early 1990s caused partly by uncertainty over property rights and exact boundaries was followed by a far more stable economic and political environment. The influx of Western Europe, European capital and EU finance enabled much needed investment in modern winery equipment resulting in a market improvement in quality for all wines but particularly for flavorsome dry whites. And that was by Gabor Rohali and Gabriela Mazaros. Uh, within the Genesis Robinson Oxford. So I'm going to wrap up here. Of course, there are more resources that could be read, um, but in comparing these, the Guildsom, Wikipedia, Wine Searcher, Atlas, uh, Sotheby's Encyclopedia, and Oxford, I think some good parallels can be drawn. Uh, overall, the top mentioned region in Hungary by far is Tokai. I think some of the other important regions of note are Eger, Villani, Sexard. Uh, those have definitely um, been mentioned multiple times. And, you know, in terms of history, there was sort of the communist era, the pre-communist era, and the post-communist era. I think that pro provides a nice anchor if you think of that communist era um, and either side of it where beforehand there were more traditional, the wine traditions were established, they were interrupted, and then reestablished. Um, important grapes, we're obviously seeing Fourment and Harshlevelu for Tokai, Kek Frankosh in um, Western Hungary, and Kadarka as potentially the more famous, uh, but arguable in quality for red. And yeah, I mean, that kind of covers it. Um, I look forward to any comments or questions or any ideas. Please send me an email uh, to feedback at mediumplus.com and I will respond directly to you. And that does it. This has been uh, Nick with Medium Plus and um, let me know what you want to hear of next time. Okay, cheers and thanks. Bye.